0: Welcome to Ready, Set, Workflow, a show about how to actually get things done in business, software development, startups, and life. We are your hosts, Caitlin, Katie, and Tosh. And in today's episode, we will be talking about certifications. We'll be talking about what certifications we have, are they valuable, and should you invest you and your team's time and money on them? How can you actually apply them in real life? Listen along to find out. Obviously, before we start talking about certifications, we have to start with today's question of the day. And today's question of the day is topical, I would say, based on today's date. And it is, what did you buy on Amazon Prime Day? Did you scoop up any awesome Prime deals?
1: Oh, I wish I bought something more fun.
0: It sounds like you have an answer. So Caitlin, what'd you buy on Prime Day?
1: I bought a, an electric... Yard edger attachment basically makes the edges of your grasp nice, crisp and clean. So if you want to be the favorite of your HOA, get you one of those.
0: Yeah. I feel like you're living your best millennial homeowner life right now. Killing it.
1: Yeah. Grand, grand millennial. Yeah. Bordering on grand millennial.
2: Perfect. Was it just the attachment?
1: Yeah, because I already have, it's like this whole system of like electric things and you just buy different attachments. I already have the string trimmer. I have the blower. Just needed the the edger. Super inappropriate words.
0: Thank you, Jeff Bezos, for throwing it on a prime deal for us. Katie, what'd you buy?
2: I bought nothing. Ew. It's really hard when I'm going to be leaving for six months to think that I should buy anything more to add to my house. I probably could have looked up some travel things, but I'm not, it's too busy right now. No time to think about things. Poor Katie. Yeah, no, rough life. I do have an extra pair of AirPod Pros, though if anybody needs one, I will sell it to you for five dollars less than Amazon Prime. So you can get them for a hot 165.
0: Ooh. Wow. DMS. This is starting to feel like some weird Instagram scam podcast, but it's fine. DM us directly for your free AirPod Pros.
2: (laughs) Yeah. If you get a DM from Ready, Set, Workflow about buying AirPod Pros, I promise it's legit. Click the link. Don't do it. Don't click the link.
0: Awesome. Okay. I I bought two things from Amazon Prime Day, but I think only one of them was a Prime deal because I think the other one was just in my cart. I bought the Apple Watch Series 7. Very excited about it. Ooh. And so I bought that. And then there were some really exciting electricity saving, what are they called? Light bulbs also in my cart. So those are my two prime day purchases. Nice. Called balance.
1: Yeah. Some, some fun, some grand millennial
2: aspect there. Exactly. I should have bought some light bulbs. One of mine went out yesterday.
0: I'll give you one of mine. I bought like an eight pack, so you can have one.
2: Yes. I'll trade you for AirPod Pros.
0: <laughs> Perfect.
2: Great question of the day, Tosh. I definitely need to go do a little bit more shopping, although it sounds like I missed my chance. We did this one day too late to inspire me to actually sign on. Now that we have our question of the day out of the way, we're going to jump into a conversation about certifications. And specifically, we're going to talk or focus on Scrum certifications today. There's a lot of different certifications out there as far as product management goes, um, as well as development goes, even specifically for Agile. But today we'll talk and expand a little bit more on the Scrum certifications that we have, as well as just talking through the benefits of them. The Scrum Alliance has, let's see, around nine certifications that they offer. There's A Scrum Master track for certified Scrum Master, Advanced Certified Scrum Master, and Certified Scrum Professional Scrum Master. And each of their tracks kind of follow that same line of a foundational certification and then an advanced one and a professional one. And so that applies to the Scrum Master, to the product owner, and then the developer track for the certified Scrum developer. So three different levels. Within that, I know for myself, I have become a certified Scrum Master and a certified product owner. Those are the two that I have done. Caitlin and Tosh, what are the what are the certifications, at least Scrum certifications that you guys have? So for me, I just have Scrum Master,
1: which might be surprising because I do have a software development background. But funny story, I was going to sign up for the Certified Scrum Developer Certification, which is the first one in the developer track. And well, I did sign up for it and I paid and I you know, waited a month till the class approached. And then the night before, I read the instructions on the class and it said to set up your development environment, download Java JDK 8.0 or C-sharp using .NET, et cetera, et cetera, get everything going, install a spring framework, use Eclipse, all this, all the stuff that I had not done in probably like seven to eight years. And so I, first I was like, okay, can I relearn Java tonight? And then I decided, no, that probably wasn't the best course of action. So I emailed them in a panic and asked them to switch me to the certified scrum master course, which they very generously did. So that's all I have. Certified Scrum Master.
0: You didn't want to just like relearn everything an hour before your class started?
1: Oh, really, really thought about it, but it was like a three or four day class. of like straight Java probably. Oh, wow. God. So yeah, it was probably
2: just a little bit above my skill level at that point. Grab the monsters, the giant monsters and pull an all-nighter.
1: Yeah. Believe me, my
2: my level of pride almost forced me to do that. You know you're a developer if you have a 12-pack of Monsters and you stay up all night. Exactly. Uh, those days are behind me.
0: Thank God, I don't think we're allowed to drink Monster anymore. It sounds disgusting. All right. I actually have three certifications, but I only have two that are, I don't know, like active. I have the certified Scrum product owner. I have a certified scrum master. And then I also took the advanced certified scrum master course as well. Yeah. I actually took it during COVID because I was like, this is ideal. You don't actually have to travel anywhere to go to like an in-person classroom and spend, you know, two days just sitting there listening. So it was actually kind of a cool flow and a cool concept that they had for that class. So I took the advanced scrum master class as well, but actually only my scrum master certifications are active because I let my product owner one like expire and it's linked to like my old, old job email address. And it's just too much work at this point to like hunt them down be like, can you please add this to my, I don't know, like Scrum Alliance profile. It's fine. I know how to be a product owner. I've taken the class. Just it's probably actually even active on my LinkedIn. Don't tell anyone, please. It would never. Thank you. Okay. So, I mean, we all have the product or, well, actually we don't all have, but we have a mix of product owner and scrum master. So I think it would be beneficial if we kind of break down what the differences are in those certifications, because they are pretty different, even though you learn a lot of the same things, I think it would be beneficial to just talk about the differences and kind of what each one focuses on. So Katie, maybe you can talk about the product owner since you have that one, Caitlin, you can break down scrum master.
1: Okay. Okay. So to break down the difference between a scrum master and a product owner, we'll start with the scrum master. I think of the scrum master as kind of the person who's like wrangling the development team. So they're leading the agile processes. A lot of times they're leading the meetings so they can lead standups, retros, demos, stuff like that. Cause they're kind of the one, they're, they're the one in charge. They're the ringleader. They're supporting the development team. They're removing blockers. They're supporting the product owners by relaying updates to the developers. And they're kind of just the person that's in the middle of everyone, kind of doing more of the logistical, tactical day-to-day stuff. And I think all three of us have served as Scrum Master at some point in our careers. It can be, I think it can be your full-time job or your job can be a developer or a QA person or a designer or whatever. And you can also be the Scrum Master in the Agile Ceremonies. I think it's up to you, but I think it's a fun role if you like, you know, organization and logistics and kind of making progress and getting, if you get like a dopamine hit from things getting completed, then you'll, you'll like this
2: role.
0: I love it. Yeah. you're That's spot on.
2: Yeah. I love that too. On the other hand, for the product owner, it's a little bit more tactical. So the product owners themselves are working on creating and maintaining the backlog. Obviously, there's a lot of focus on the backlog for the product owner. They do collaborate with the Scrum Master to ensure that everything that's being worked on aligns with the original vision and that we're following through there, evaluating the progress throughout the development process, and then, of course, working very closely with the development team itself. So as far as getting a certification for a product owner, In 2020, LinkedIn named the product owner the number 15 emerging job with a 24% annual growth. So I know that in the argument for getting certifications, and I know we'll get into the pros and cons of getting certifications, um, but in the argument for getting a certification, the Scrum Alliance definitely touts this on their website as this is an emerging job. This is something that People can turn into careers that it has a really, really high growth rate. When I was looking at the benefits of getting certifications, the Scrum Alliance really talks about that advancement of career. like these certifications help you stay on top of trends. This is a library of resources, things like that.
0: Yeah, I think that that's like a huge benefit you get with your Scrum Alliance certifications is you do get access to all of those resources. I mean, they have a really solid community that like contributes constantly to like the blogs they have like LinkedIn groups you can join obviously all of those really fun things so even if you don't even if you just get the badge you also get you know access to all of those other people who are kind of in like or who are like minded right or maybe in the in the same career path that you are which is which is a nice perk I think and then I think we break like all well no not all We break a lot of the agile rules, but we do have our product owner and scrum master kind of be the same person a lot. It just works for us. In my opinion, it's a really, if you have a mature, either product owner or mature scrum master, they can function in both roles. And if you don't, it's really important to have someone who does understand scrum. So I would prioritize that scrum master role to coach up the rest of your team Katie, I think you brought up a really good point. Maybe we can just dive into it now because I think that this is probably the most important kind of part of this whole conversation. We obviously have certifications. We have prioritized that in our careers or whatever it is. But I think breaking down like the pros and the cons of the certifications and maybe not even cons, but what are the perks of getting these certifications that you guys have experienced in your jobs?
1: if you're going to work on an agile team and you're going to be doing these ceremonies every day, it's good to know why you're doing the things that you're doing. Um, otherwise it might feel kind of hokey or random. Like this person asks me what went well and what didn't go well every two weeks. Like, what is the point of this? And and in those meetings, you know, the meetings are going to be tactical. You're going to be trying to get things done. There's not going to be a oh why are we doing this every two weeks so you're not going to get that background on okay the retro is to inspect and adapt and that's the point of it and that's why we ask these questions so i think going to the classes is going to give you that foundation and if you go you know every couple of years or or however often it's recommended i think it's a good refresher to kind of bring you back down okay this is why we're doing it are we getting the why out of our current processes or should we make a change and really go back to the foundation
0: Yeah, I totally agree. That's a great point. Katie, what do you think?
2: I agree about foundationally. I think it's important. I would also argue that for a scrum master, it's almost necessary. Scrum master is such a specific role to scrum that if you don't have a complete understanding of it, which you can get through experience, I don't know that you would be, I don't know. If you would be taken seriously as a scrum master without the certification, I think out of all the roles, that's probably one where certification would help the most. I totally agree, again, that foundationally, I think it would help across all of the roles. And it also depends on the type of organization that you're entering into. So are you coming in to an organization that already has an established structure, established scrum structure, a Kanban structure? Agile, scrum bond, whatever it is, and then finding a course or certification that provides you with the information specific to that which you're entering, I think would be really helpful if you're coming in without any sort of exposure to it in the past. If you're coming into a startup and you don't have experience, I think it's definitely necessary if you're coming into a startup with a lot of experience already Being in product management, being a developer, you've been on teams that have already done this. I don't think that you need to then go get certified in order to feel comfortable in your position.
0: Totally.
1: You'll also meet um, people that are doing these things in their full-time jobs since people take these classes over and over again um, and get recertified. You meet a lot of people that may be doing things a little bit differently than you. You can kind of hear their perspective. And the classes I've taken, there's always time to share, you know, how do you guys run a standup, or what questions are you asking in your stand-up, things like that, which I think are really helpful. And, you know, kind of you take a step back from your laser focus in your role and your team, your company, and you get some perspective outside of that. And you might get some ideas that you want to bring back to your team.
0: Yeah. I hate like organized class structures at this point. I didn't even really love them when I was in school, but I've never left one of these trainings and been like, "Ugh, I got absolutely nothing out of that. I've, you know, I've walked away with at least, oh, I don't want to do it that way. You know, worst case scenario, but I totally agree. There's so much benefit from attending these, um, whether it's the people you meet or just, yeah, that refresher, getting out of your just normal day to day. It's easy to go through the motions. I also think that the one thing continuing to get these certifications shows is your commitment to your field and your job. It really, you know, shows your employers or potential employers or whoever that you are committed to being a part of this industry and working in these roles. And it does take and this I think is a con because these courses are not inexpensive and again, it takes time and it takes money, right? So there is a level of privilege that goes along with being able to attend these courses, whether it's your job, paying for it and allowing you to take the time off to attend it, or, you know, you having PTO days available to, you know, maybe skip out of work for a couple days to go and focus on this other career path that you might be interested in exploring but I do think that there is a certain level of privilege that goes along with getting these certifications. And just because you have the certification doesn't guarantee that you're actually going to know how to do these things or be good at that job. So I think there's a ton of pros that go along with it, just with that caveat of having the opportunity to take it is important, is, you know, an opportunity. It's not something to just be taken for granted. And then just knowing that just because you have the badge or you have the certificate doesn't mean that you're actually going to know what to do. And I think that that is one of the most, or is one of the trickiest parts of getting certified is how do you take those certifications and then actually translate it into real life workflow. And obviously we have a whole podcast kind of dedicated to that. So maybe we can just break down how can you, take what you've learned in these classroom, in these ideal you know, settings where your CEOs are totally bought into agile. And how do you take that and actually translate it into your like normal day-to-day workplace?
2: Tasha, I like what you brought up about not only do you go and learn the things that you should be doing, but also the things that you shouldn't be doing, or maybe the things that don't apply. Maybe it's not a should, it's just a can, what you can be doing and what you don't have to be doing. We- use kind of more of that hybrid structure right we're not we're not fully committed to scrum we're not fully committed to Kanban. we use a little bit of con or scrum bond probably more heavily weighted on the scrum side than the Kanban side. But that's just it, right? As we went in, we got these certifications, we learned what the different types are, how to implement it, what the very specific structure is. And then you have to go and put that into play in real life in order to get any value of it. Um, And how to do that, right? Like you said, listen on into our podcast and we'll share a little bit more on how to do that. Specifically, I think, you know, it's a little bit of trial and error i think you can go in and make some changes in some other podcasts we've we've talked about or maybe in the future podcasts we talk about how many changes to roll out to your team at one time take the structure that you've learned in these certifications tailor it to what your organization is looking for um, if your organization is looking for full brds and uh, specific timelines then Obviously a scrum structure or an agile structure is not going to work for you. So you probably want to pivot, being able to put it in play based on what your organization is looking for, and then just try and implement some of the things that you've learned. Some of the specifics, how to run the ceremonies first, start with implementing some of those ceremonies and go through and run those. And then you'll start to get that feedback as we talked about in some other podcasts, especially with Scrum, you have to inspect and adapt each sprint. And so if you are following some of that structure, then you'll go through and, you know, it's continuous improvement, continuous adaptation to make this work for you and your team.
1: Agreed. If you're a new person in this field and you've gotten your certification and maybe you're a Scrum master and you've started implementing it at work, I would say, use us as a resource. Um, if you're running a standup and you are asking, you know, what did you do yesterday? what did you do today? what do you, or do you have any blockers? And everyone says, yeah, I'm working on it. No blockers are still in progress, no blockers. And you just, you feel at the end of it, you feel like I'm not really getting the value out of this. I don't think that this was what the goal was in that scrum master training, use our podcast as a resource check out our standup episode and you'll see how we talk about, we don't even ask those questions anymore. We've completely adapted standup to our Ready, Set, Workflow way. And we go through story by story. Instead, we're still getting the answers to those questions in terms of what the developer did yesterday, today, and if there are any blockers, but the way we execute it might be completely different. So I think that's the main goal of this podcast is to help people figure out how you want to execute agile in your real world teams and how we can help you figure that out.
0: Totally. I mean, and when you go to these trainings, they are like, this is the way it is not preachy, but a touch preachy and, and they have to be, I understand that it is. You can't just be willy nilly on your rules, right? The rules for a reason. And we have completely changed how we run the ceremonies and maybe the questions that we ask, but the end goal is still the same. I actually, the other day was on LinkedIn and they were like, oh, you should take this test to add this. I don't know. Like I know what agile is to your LinkedIn profile. I was like, okay, I've been doing this for 10 years. I'll take this quiz. No problem. I legit failed. (laughs) I did not pass because I was answering the questions how I think things work and how I would run them. Also, it was like, you need to get eight out of 10. I think I got like seven out of 10, right? But it's a good reminder too. Just because it's the agile way doesn't mean that that will 100% work for your team. Katie, I know you just touched on that. So being aware of what does and doesn't work for them and finding ways to incorporate it and build on it is really beneficial. And that will also allow you to grow tremendously in your career you can bring anyone into a meeting and have them ask what did you do yesterday what did you do today any blockers or anyone kind of run your sprint demos right here's the number of points we delivered developers take it away anyone can kind of do that but when you can come in and continue to inspect and adapt and look back at your team and your processes that you're currently using and modify them to get the most value that is where you'll bring pr- like almost priceless value to your company, your your team, yourself, because you're not just following that same script, but you need that foundation to even get there. Okay. So now I have a real life question for you guys, because I just got my email from Scrum Alliance. I have 90 days to renew my two badges because I did let the other one expire. Do we think it's worthwhile to renew your badges? It costs money every year. You have to prove that you have SEUs, which are Scrum Education Units. I log this podcast as SEUs because I really actually genuinely believe it qualifies. So I have no problem doing the SEU hours required. I've been doing this for 10 years. I have X amount of job experience in these roles. Should I renew? Yes or no?
1: I think you have to decide that for yourself. I think there's, you know, there's factors to take into consideration when you're thinking about renewing. Number one is cost. You know, they're not cheap and kind of how often you feel like you need to do it. I think getting certified once and then never again in your whole life, that probably isn't the best. You know, getting that foundation refresher is always going to be good. The Scrum Alliance changes things also, and they make updates, they make updates to the language and their best practices and stuff. So I think it's good to see how they're evolving over time as well. I think it's just a matter of deciding how, how often is right for you, what's happening in your career. Um, are you looking for a new job? Are you updating your resume? Things like that. All good things to take into consideration when you're trying to figure out how often and when to renew these things.
2: I agree. I've mentioned this earlier, Scrum Alliance, they list five benefits on their site about the certification. So one is advancing career by staying on top of trends. You have a support system and community, a library of resources, become part of a mission-driven movement. So it is a nonprofit, which I think is pretty great. Or maybe it's just those four, those four things. So when I think about renewing, the reason really to renew is to have access to that library of resources and that community and caitlin kind of to your point um if you're looking for another job or advancing your career you know staying on top of those trends when i think about renewing i think that if you can find some of those resources elsewhere then you know, if you're not in a position where you can spend the money yourself, or your company is going to spend the money on the certification, then I would say to achieve some of those other things by getting a certification, you can go out. Obviously, YouTube has a ton of resources. You can listen to this podcast to get some updates on some things. So, from a access to library of resources, I don't think it's necessarily needed, just because there are other ways that you can get some of that information. And sometimes I think joining and finding some of this other information might actually be more beneficial than just going and getting a certification. Tosh, you talked about it earlier. Just because you have a certification doesn't necessarily mean that you can implement it effectively. So if you're able to go out and join maybe some Scrum meetups or some product manager meetups or any sort of groups where there's a lot of people with this experience and you're able to share your experience and learn from that, then I think you can achieve that library of resources in a different way. Now, if you are applying for a new job, then it's probably, you know, it might be good to have that on there. But again, I think you can list out that you are certified in this on your LinkedIn you have at one point been certified. And I think if you've been keeping up by either reviewing resources out there, joining groups or actually implementing these things in your day-to-day job, then my answer would be, no, I do not think that you need to go out and renew your certification.
0: Oh my God, it's a split poll. I also lied, it's every two years. It's not every year. Spoiler, I'll probably renew it because renewing it is also way cheaper than taking it the class again. So I'll probably just renew I love, I mean, the colors of the batches, great job, beautiful colors. So I want to keep my LinkedIn looking fresh.
1: Definitely got to keep the LinkedIn looking fresh. So if you are interested in getting into this industry or you're already in it and you want to get the foundation, we would highly recommend going out and getting a certification that you think applies to you, whether it's the Scrum Master Track, product owner, or developer, all three are beneficial in their own ways. And once you've done that, we encourage you to come back here, listen to our podcast and really figure out how to execute those skills you've learned in the real world.
2: Awesome. Thanks everyone for listening in on our podcast today. We hope you enjoyed our discussion on certifications. If you did, feel free to leave us a review or share this episode with your friends. You can also check us out on Instagram and check out our TikToks at Ready, Set, Workflow please don't hesitate to tell us which topics you would like us to cover in future episodes. You can drop a comment or reach out on social media. Thanks guys. And see you next week.